When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Mirrors TV podcast in reality. Every week we talk about our favourite shows that are on at the minute and this week it's going to be all about The Apprentice. Everything that we've done so far, all the episodes you can get on iTunes and Audio Boom. So don't forget to give us a, sub- a subscribe and uh, leave a comment, let us know what you think. I'm Vicky Newman from the online showbiz team and I'm joined with my colleague Kylo Sullivan and also we've got a very special guest. It's the big K himself, Karthik Nagason. Thank you for having me, Vicky and Kylo. It's a very big honour to be speaking on this podcast to Guts of the Mirror. Definitely. How are you doing, Karthik? Doing very well indeed. Uh, yet another year has, has run by. I mean, time flies so fast. I was on The Apprentice same time last year. Now it's another group of people being broadcast into our living rooms. How, how are you feeling, Karthik? Are you feeling jealous of those people going on that journey now? <laughs> Absolutely not. But, you know, when I did see all the candidates in the first episode last week, I thought, you know what, maybe this is a series I should have been in. <laughs> we all feel the same way. What do you think about the contestants so far? Obviously, we've not seen much of them yet. Uh, yes, I mean, only one episode has gone by, hasn't it, so far? And, you know, and their introduction tapes always are... Know, make them seem so naff, like just like mine was. Uh, and the thing is, uh, the audition process or the selection process is so uh, so difficult and so strenuous that by the time you come to giving that little video that they publish on YouTube at the end of the day, uh, you've been you know sat there for over eight to ten hours, so you're really tired. And they come up with these funny lines on on camera. So uh, what I know or what I think of these candidates is, I think there is potential there. There are, there are some who are obviously from the left field, if you like some just to mix things up and keep it keep it an entertaining TV show because at the end of the day that is what it is it is a TV show yeah. a business theme so while yes the investment of 250,000 pounds is real and yes the businesses are real it is it makes us money I mean you know, it's a BBC so it's TV license but um, it's it sort of it, it's core foundation is based on getting people to see it so it's, it has to be entertaining of course what made you want to do it last year then? Uh, in my case, well, um, uh, I, I, you know, <laughs> it's it's very interesting when I say this when we've lost me. It was my wife. Uh, she was the one who said, you know what, you'd be very good on this show. And I was on a working holiday all the way out to New Zealand. Uh, I flew back. We got married. And she said, you applied for The Apprentice. I applied. And I got in. And I was like, well, okay. So I got married and I'm on The Apprentice. Excellent. <laughs> what a year. <laughs> what a year indeed. <laughs> I mean, do you... You know, do you look back on it fondly? Do you have any regrets about your time on the show? Uh, I, I mean, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. And for a boy who flew into the UK from India 12 years ago, became a British citizen six years down the line, you know, got, got his first flat in, in, on a property in London a few years later, then on The Apprentice, then on The Big Brother. I mean, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am lucky. And it's thanks to the wonderful people who have been around me all this time. Beautiful family. So, you know, yes, I, I look back on it 
with sort of uh, fondly, as you said, with, with great love. And I'm very happy to have been sort of, you know, been made a part of it. So do, when you did, when you're doing the VTs and stuff, Karthik, do you feel the pressure to come out with these great one-liners? And I don't know, did people call you the big K before The Apprentice or was that a thing that came from that? Uh, well, first I called myself the big K and then I called myself the big K so many times that people started calling me the big K. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started to like it. So I just kept going with it. That's me being brutally honest with you. Uh, the one-liners, I mean, I guess the way I talk, I mean, I'm the what-you-see-is-what-you-get kind of guy, but I, I like to think of myself, and here comes my big ego into the room, as somebody who is clever but funny, intelligent but quirky. So that's just me, you know, singing my own praises as I normally do on The Apprentice. Um, so the one-liners, I think, were always there. I didn't make them up or somebody didn't tell me, but... You know, these are statements that I never thought were one-liners, but when then I said them on the show, and then they were on T-shirts afterwards, and people were talking about them, and they're like, Karthik, what's this about being water in a, in a cup in a teapot? What's, where's that coming from? Like, that's the Karthik. Karthik is a, it's a one-liner. And it just took off from there, really. <laughs> you were the king of them, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I should say that Longshooter's joke writer is almost as good as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were obviously so quite quite a fan of the show then obviously if you and your wife had discussed it and everything and she'd sort of suggested that you go on it you know did you used to watch every year yeah i mean i i started watching it uh, when i first met my present i mean my, my wife of course the only one I have. uh and um my fiance at that time and my girlfriend at that time that is my wife now yeah and she was the one who was suggesting my wife was the one who was suggesting that we watch the show because she was an avid fan mm-hmm. i started watching it i liked it followed the episodes and then one day we said okay you know what let's give it a go i just rocked in walked in and the thing is it's in london and i don't exactly live in london i live in the east midlands in a little town called kettering mm-hmm. so i spent the previous night before the audition doing the thing that you absolutely should not do before such an audition i spent the night parking away in a friend's house uh and you know, i woke up nice blazing hangover put on a suit had a shave and said okay let's let's skip the shower for now let's go to the let's go to the audition and i made it so my God, I, I couldn't believe my luck. No, it was definitely, a, you know, a stroke of luck to get on the show. I imagine a lot of people apply for it, but, you know, you're obviously a big character and they must have seen that right from the start. I mean, absolutely. Also, uh, you know, this is the my sort of business side thinking about why I got selected. And I'm thinking, this is the BBC. Uh, it's funded by the TV, you know, the license pair. They do need to represent people from all over the country, from all cultural backgrounds. So I probably was not competing against every single person auditioning. I probably was competing against my specific demographic, whatever they think that might be, uh, and therefore I really had to beat those kind of people. There must be one of me every time, right? There must be one person, <laughs> like this, one person like that. There's no other Karthik in the world. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, dude, I was the only one of the auditioning, I think, so to that extent I was lucky. <laughs> um, so Carfit, I don't know if you saw today, but Lord Sugar went on Good Morning Britain with Piers Morgan, and they went head to head. And Piers sort of insinuated that the show's quite heavily edited to suit Lord Sugar, and you sort of mentioned the jokes right are there. How different is what we see on screen to what actually happens? Well, I don't know any joke writer, to be honest. Yeah, so don't say something that gets true. I can't compete with him in open court. <laughs> 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 Well, I think there is a joke writer because, you know, his, his, his one-liners are almost as funny as mine and that's saying something. So I'm guessing there must be somebody in the background who sort of, you know, the, the task is finished and Lord Sugar has his time, has his debrief with, uh, you know, his, 
his uh, what do you call them? Advisors. Oh, some minions. Oh, sorry, yeah, uh, advisors. Uh, I was calling them sidekicks. And minions. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are sidekicks yes, too. Yes, yes. It's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> and then um, sort of he has his time there. So I'm guessing since it is a, a a TV show at the end of the day, and Lord Sugar has this. Just like I have this this uh, image of being the guy with the funny one-liners and this quirky, loud character, he is also a quirky, loud character. He also has his one-liners. He's like me, but you know, or, or, you know, slightly older, I guess, slightly elder, and a bit uh, more serious. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's why I think there is somebody there, maybe who's you know just sort of making it a little bit more. Uh, who's adding in the showmanship, if you like. I'm not saying it is artificial. No way. I was in the process, and being the BBC, they take extra efforts to make sure everybody is fair and everything is fair. And one team, if it if it gets, for example, you know, the, the cameramen have to have a break, right? The camera people have both people Course, have to have a yeah. break. So they say if team A has a break, then team B also should have a break. So if one team gets two hours to discuss a task, the other team also should get only two hours to discuss a task. So I have seen it be absolutely fair, and they take very good care of the candidates. You know, obviously, we, they don't want anybody to go out and say they did this, they did that, they didn't feed us or something. So, you know, uh, they give us good things to, to eat and, and all that. They take good care of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when the edit happens, you know, the camera doesn't lie. Nobody acts in front of the camera. So it's not like, you know, you're carrying a box of eggshells and you trip and they say, oh, you know, go run again and trip because we want to capture that. <laughs> they don't say that. That, that. That's what's made up. That doesn't happen. What they might say is, when you made this decision of where to go for the blue bottle instead of the red bottle, we didn't catch it on camera. And if it's not on camera, it doesn't count because mm-hmm. if the task is lost or won because of that, then what are we going to show the public? Yeah, cool. So that's why at that point they'll say, say that again, so we can we know that it is your decision that you did this. So again, that is all. I one way you could say it's made up. But another way you could say that's actually capturing the essence because then it shows the reader what really happened. That's yeah. right, the viewer, what really happened. So that that's all I have to say about that. Other than that, none of this this makeup malarkey and sort of, you know, made up made up thing that none of that happens. Yeah. There was um obviously when it returned last week, um the there was some questions about why initially the teams are still separated um as men and women. What do you think about that? Oh my god, I'm going into dangerous territory here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's just, I mean, you know, Lord Sugar is what, born in the last century. So, I mean, maybe <laughs> he is, just comes from, I'm just joking, Lord Sugar, don't, don't show me. <laughs> uh, I just think that, uh, you know, he's, he's um, maybe he comes from a, a time and an age, from a place not so far away. That where maybe he likes to see it this way, you know, boys versus girls, and then mix them up a bit later, and then see what happens, um, just to see the dynamics really, and then take it from there. What else can I say? I mean, he could mix it up from from the get go, but maybe it adds to. There's 12 weeks to get through. Mm-hmm. Two of them, okay, semi-final and final. So there are 10 tasks to get through. So if, if you know, if he starts mixing from episode one, uh, then the pretty all the producers tell him to mix it from episode one because sometimes they advise him on what to do I think anyway I don't know then um, it, it could be that you know it's just the same old same old for all 10 episodes so maybe they do want that boys versus girls for one or two episodes to make it seem a bit more interesting uh, for the viewership angle uh, and then he mixes it up so you know it's, it's him his decisions as well with the team as to what happens and the top but obviously 
but like Lord Sugar will not have the time to go and do all the R&D and all the research for all these tasks yeah it's all done by the production team so a lot of the show is actually a show and it's done by the production team Lord Sugar comes in and his decision because his investment in that part is is on his own but he gets a lot of help in terms of the show being built and you know the taxis have to be and somebody's got to do all that logistics work so that's the production part of it so it's not just him who's doing it he's an He's a player in the in the in the in the, in the game, if you like. One thing I've always wondered about the show, um, so you know, in the morning the phone rings and it's at a random ungodly hour, and um, and it's like, oh, the cars are going to be outside for you in twenty minutes, and then suddenly, in just those twenty minutes, all the girls are sort of the hair and makeup's perfect, all the men are in sort of pristine pressed suits like what time does everyone actually get up you don't get up when that phone rings do you well i'll tell you this and you are a very uh, clever couple of people and so are I, so are your wonderful listeners hello listeners <laughs> i'll tell you this <laughs> the cars are there in 20 minutes i'm not going to say if they leave in 20 minutes though full stop interesting that, oh, oh that's like a riddle <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the cars will be there in 20 minutes they may not leave in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. They may leave two hours later. Oh. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying think oh. about it. Just left running on the meter. Yeah. Meter's running. But the amount of money they've got, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, if you notice last week's episode, they let slip a little bit in the edit. The person who came to pick up the phone actually was half-dressed. So that shows you that yeah. probably not, every, not, you know, not everybody wakes up when the phone rings and, and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I know I noticed that because usually it's someone who's like, they're running out of bed down the corridor to get the phone in the pyjamas, aren't they? So that spoiled it a bit, I thought. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you have a set of TV crew all around, nosing around, watching you make your hair or go to the toilet or brush your teeth. <laughs> are, are you not going to see like five men or women standing around with cameras and you're just going to see them when the phone rings? I mean, think about it. But yes, it, it keeps the illusion up and that's what's nice about the show. Yeah, definitely. Um. So obviously you're going to be watching week to week, I'm assuming. You're not going to miss uh, an episode. <laughs> no, I'm not going to miss a single episode. And there's, uh, yeah, because I'm very interested in The Apprentice. And of course, there's another reason, but yes. Yeah, but you've got some exciting news as well, haven't you, about... I do. I can see you just sort of fishing and fishing and fishing. And hopefully I'll hook, I'll bite. <laughs> okay. So I am joining the team at the mirror as a columnist for the apprentice Um, reviewing every single episode starting from today week two uh i will be reviewing every single episode all through to the final this information has not been released by me or by the mirror yet uh they were probably going to you know release this before the show was broadcast uh but since you are part of the mirror family you can have the scoop my dear friends friends. the exclusive Please be ever so grateful to me in the future. Uh, <laughs> uh, We're very happy to have you, Karthik. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're very kind. I mean, yes, yeah, so I, I will be writing a column uh, in the mirror, reviewing every week's episode, which should go out uh, just after the show is broadcast. And it will have, you know, my infamous or famous character and one-liners sprinkled all throughout. I'm sure it will. It'll be a great read. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get me sued, but it's my first foray into, into you know, print media. So I, and I just have to watch what I write. And I've got nobody to guide me, so ha ha, you wait for it, people. It's coming hard. 
Um, so, Carfit, I don't know if you've seen today, there's rumours that two of the current contestants have had sex while in the house um, during their time on the, on the show. What, they've what, had sex? They've That's had, fine. yeah. yeah. That's um, and, okay. and Nissan Andrew, apparently, but she was engaged at the time and has since married a, a fiancé. But yeah, apparently, when they were in the house together, the the got it on. Big Brother just without the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Well, I, mean, you know, I mean, what a pair of consenting adults do in their own spare time is up to them. I would say. Yeah, but is it true? So, you know, is it true that so there's well, a sex no, I ban? I can't tell you whether somebody did have intercourse in the house or not. <laughs> I wasn't there to see it or film it. Uh, however, uh, I can tell you this: that the staff are, you know, you know, the staff that are in the house that you never see on camera, they uh-huh. take care of the candidates because they don't just leave you in the house. There's always people around the house to make sure you don't talk about the task. Because again, if it's not on camera, it did not happen. So there are people all the time around you saying, "Don't, no task talk, no task talk," and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. you only talk about it in front of the camera. Now, these people also, for some reason, make sure that. You know, you don't get too cozy or comfortable physically mm. with members of the same or the opposite sex, whatever be your fancy. Now, that could be, I, I think, because if you do get close that way, then maybe it may affect your performance in task. You may not want to bring so-and-so into the boardroom because you have, you know, whatever you have with them. Mm-hmm. So it could be because of that. Like I said, fairness is the foundation for everything. They uh, represent the boundless, the company that is actually make packaging the show, filming and packaging the show for the BBC obviously represents the BBC through this work and they have to be seen to be very very fair and therefore any chance that there could be some sort of collusion between the candidates has to be prevented I guess and I think this is my opinion one man's opinion uh, that maybe that's why they say you know let's be a bit you know don't get too too sort of pally pally or too friendly because do the task as if you're you're competitors and then do it properly that's why I think so no I have not seen anything happen People might get friendly, yes. Relationships or friendships might blossom or might show the promise of blossoming outside. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing happens so fast and you're in and out of that before you can, you know, before anything can sort of happen. So that's what I have to say about that. Maybe something happened when I didn't see, maybe it didn't. I don't know. I wasn't there, I wasn't filming it, I got no photo of <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have any dreams and nightmares that I wake up from, so hey. Um, but how is it, Karthik, sort of being, you, you dropped in the house, um, especially in the early stages when it's, there's, not, there's quite a lot of contestants, emotions running high, how do you deal with that? Uh, well, okay, uh, this, see, The Apprentice is a business team's TV show. Everybody's dressed formally, it, it, it affects you, and you think, okay, you know, we've got to maintain a certain decorum, we've got to maintain a certain professional outlook and image and therefore you don't have like the, the loud squabbles and, and things like that but then that's why the show is structured in such a way that you have you know you have just enough or less time to do your tasks so that tempers can uh, you know flare up a little bit and therefore so that deadlines are missed so that mistakes are made because if everything was hunky-dory and you were given as much time as you wanted then then how would the show be interesting so, you know, to that extent, when the emotions do flare up, when the, when the conditions are structured by the production team, just try to, you know, so that you might just miss a deadline. You might just have to you know, step on each other's toes to get the work done for the team. That's when sort of the, you know, what the Indian word for spice masala happens, you know, the spice happens. Because <laughs> that's when you, you find people getting frustrated, people getting angry, people start blaming each other. 
covering their own backsides and so on and so forth. So yes, that does happen. We are all human beings, and when we pushed into a corner under pressure, we do sometimes crack. I did too last year in the second episode. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I blew up at the project manager because I felt he was being very um, sort of, uh, you know, stiff and was not listening to his team members. Mm. But it happens to all of us. But other than that, once the cameras stop, if you like, or you know, even when the cameras are rolling, but it may not make the edit, we just high-fi and we say, you know what, it was a bit, you know, it was a bit of a pressure cooker in there. It's okay now. Let's move on. So, which house is easier to live in, the Apprentice House or the Celebrity Big Brother House? Uh, I would say the Apprentice House is easier to live in. Uh, the Big Brother House is is the better experience because you're on camera. And uh, you know, it's just it's just a whole new sort of world that opens up. Opens up. I mean, you scratch your face or any other part of your body, the the nation can see it. You know, you go to the toilet, the nation can see it. <laughs> and it's just a completely different experience. You certainly have sex, the nation will see that as well. In the Indeed. Uh, but in the Apprentice, it's more. Uh, you know, we're all a bunch of colleagues. This is our downtime. The cameras are not rolling. Chill out, relax. You know, uh, have some food, have a chat. So. The Apprentice House is more chilled out, and it's nice to be with a fellow bunch of professionals, or, you know, probably uh, from different walks of life, but they all come from a business perspective. Celebrity Big Brother, it's, you know, obviously got celebrities from A-level to Z-level to wannabe to has-beens, people like me as well. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, you may not actually find somebody that you can, anybody at all that you connect with on any normal plane. Uh, whereas for the, in The Apprentice, because everybody's coming from, uh, business background, there is somebody or the other that you will connect with. So to that extent, yes, the celebrity people of the house is the more challenging one, is what I'd say. Yeah. I mean, you must have been really excited to be to be asked to go into the house, though, on the back of The Apprentice. Oh, yes. I mean, how many... This was the first year where two candidates from the previous uh, Apprentice made it into the Big Brother. So there was Jessica and Jan, there was Gothic in, in August. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, before this, has never been two candidates from The Apprentice, so it must have made a bit of an impression. Hey, hey. Uh, so that's good. I'm very happy. And who gets to say that, man? You know, you come to the country, become a British citizen. You get, you know, you buy a you buy a property in London. You get into the apprentice. You get into the big brother. Right for the mirror. I mean, wow. So yes, I am so happy. I'm smiling from ear to ear. And it's it's not due to me. It's due to the people around me. I'm I'm just truly grateful. It was amazing to get into the big brother house. Yeah. I was in the celebrity Big Brother in the UK, man. Wow. <laughs> I bet it was I was it. writing for the mirror. <laughs> Don't I mean, get better than that. That's the best part, obviously. <laughs> but, it must have been an amazing experience, but, you know, it did seem very tense at times as well. And it obviously it's quite difficult, people say, to be in that bubble. Did you find it hard at times? Uh, yes, I did find it hard at times. I mean, the thing is, I'm used to... Uh, you know, being around uh, a bunch of people from all different backgrounds and countries that I don't know at all and getting along with them because I'm an avid traveler. I've traveled to, you know, 40, 50 countries. I've been around the world, literally started west and came from the east, traveled around the world a few times. So um, having done that and, you know, being in hostels around the world and hotels when you, you know, you've got 50 people in the, in the room with you, I thought, okay, people the house, you know, you share the kitchen, you share the bathroom, it's going to be great. However, this was a competition and everybody except me was actually an established, if you like, ex-celebrity or current celebrity. Nobody was a lot current, I think, but most of them were ex-has-beens or wannabes are just getting there. Mm. But a lot lot better than I was, anyway. They were a lot better than a candidate from The Apprentice who got out of week seven, for example. So 
uh, I found that um, getting in that some of them were pretty switched on about what they need to do in terms of getting viewers. So, you know, causing squabbles or just sort of, you know, throwing, bait, baiting people. And I bit the bait a few times as well. Uh, but then I thought, see, I've got something to lose. If I come out of the Big Brother house and my celebrity career doesn't take off, I don't get a presenting gig or a writing gig, uh, you know, as, as a travel presenter or a show host or something, which is what I want to do. If that doesn't happen, then I have to go back to IT. And if I say or do something that is... Uh, uncouth or, or unacceptable in you know for the general society in the big brother house then i could become unemployable as an it consultant i'll say oh, this is the guy who said that this is the guy who did this mm, not in our office so that's why i probably had to tone it down a little bit on the apprentice everybody was formal so there me being a little quirky helped me but in the big brother house to be quirky with all the other quirky celebrities you have to really go you know, into the obtuse angle, you have to really go to the other side. And I, I was a bit wary of doing that in the Big Brother house, which probably meant, uh, you know, which probably was one of the reasons why sort of people didn't say, I want to see more of Karthik. He's causing a lot of trouble. He's stirring up a lot of, you know, that lovely stuff. And uh, I want to see more of him. Because I was just being a bit careful about my career once I got out of the Big Brother house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely, that makes sense. There's a fine line to tread, isn't it? Um, have it you? Is, s- yes, I mean, um, have you spoken to, like, do you still keep in touch with any of your um, housemates from Big Brother? We've heard like Paul Land saying there's a WhatsApp group and things like that. Is there any of that going on? I have no clue. So if there is a WhatsApp group that Paul Land is managing, he has <laughs> immediately failed to mention it to me. Uh, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's rumoured. I mean, Sarah and Chad are rumouredly not in it either, so... Okay, well... Uh, Karthik, me, you and Kyle have a WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, it will be your WhatsApp group. But I can tell you about WhatsApp group for the apprentices and the apprentices alumni, and there's a lot of good stuff going on there. But then again, the the you know so-called celebrities in the celebrity bit of the house, I'm not going to use the word airhead, okay? And I'm not going to use the word extremely intelligent either. But I am going to say that somebody with, say, my background, and I'm a computer science engineer uh, with about 12 to 15 years of experience in the industry, I probably did not connect with a lot of them in, um, you know, in in different planes, really. For example, one of the people I did connect with was Sean, and I am in touch with Sean Williamson. I'm asking him for acting tips because the way I see it, I can either be, if the celebrity life for me is supposed to work out, instead of me going back into IT and only focusing on business, which I am anyway, then I have to learn acting and I have to try for presenting. So I have an agent who's out there trying to get me a presenting gig. Uh, if I'm famous enough, I'll hopefully get one. Uh, and then with Sean, I said, Sean, can, can you give me tips? How do I get into acting? Theater, film, TV? Um, let me give it a shot, see if I'm any good. So he's guiding me on that. He's giving me some connections and some tips. So that's very good. Yeah, that would be so cool. And, what, what do you think uh, you'd like to do? What sort of show? Well, I mean, I'd like to be a presenter because I think I've, I've you know, I'm, I've been a, I'm, I am a, you know, somebody who hosts corporate award ceremonies and cultural nights and uh, I'm a presenter on stage. And I, well, get this, I was hosting a live phone-in show in India during my university days. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, there you so, go. You know, back in the 90s, you had uh, a show in, like, you know, the MTV and stuff in the UK. Yeah. But you'd have, like, presenter talking into the camera but then somebody's voice will come in from the side as if they're on the phone oh hello michael how are you and then michael's voice will sound 
and say, hi, Michael, and then here's a number for you. And then they, you know, play a music track for this gentleman who's calling in on the phone. Yeah. So I was doing that in India Live. So I was like, okay, I want to I wanna do something similar, maybe a travel-based show because I'm such an avid traveler. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, I told my agent to, to sort of, I've instructed the gentleman and he has connections in the industry. So hopefully uh, something will come around and then they'll say, you know what, Karthik, you'd be good in this kind of show. Uh, or there was a show on, I think, Channel 4 called Street Mate, where the lady who won Celebrity yes, Jump last Scarlet year, Muffet. Was going and making like, so I was like, wow, that's cool. Because back in the day, I used to take a bunch of boys to Europe and get them to learn the game. Oh, <laughs> really? What? <laughs> yeah, just for fun, because maybe I was a little bit good at it. I don't know. So I used to, people used to say, like, just take us out to Europe, here's a little bit of cash, and uh, you know, teach us how to do this, man. I said, okay. <laughs> so... Shows like that are very interesting, and I like shows like that. Things like Food Unwrapped. You know, you go to China to that little yeah. village where they make that little bean for Red Bull, and then see if it's really something that gives you energy. So I like stuff like that. It, it's both educational and it's entertaining, and I think that's where sort of I will shine. Uh, so there you go. Now you have my life plans for the future. You'd be great at a show like that. If you do get your own travel show, though, will you take me and Kyle with you somewhere? Absolutely, because now that you're going to publish this on your, uh, you know, podcast, yeah. maybe somebody who's listening to this and say, you know what, that monobro might actually be good. We want the big K on our show, man. <laughs> yeah, listen so. up, TV execs. We've got your star right here. <laughs> Absolutely, so that'll be fun. So that's, so that's on the presenting side, and Sean is more for the acting side, just to see if I have what it takes to make people laugh or cry and you know polio standards is on tv there's movies that gentleman who worked in the skins dave patel was it who came in you know who became famous because yeah. of slumdog millionaire so you know it, it all starts in one step it and does if you don't tell people that you're available then you're not going to get picked so i'm trying to tell people that i'm available that's well, all so, yeah who says it can't be you of course it yeah. can I wrote to Chad uh, on Twitter. He got back to me, sweet chap. And I said, uh, Chad, do you have um, any contacts in the US? Uh, so, you know, you never know. So he's, he's saying he's seeing if something can be done there. But of course, people know me more here in the UK, you know, so the motherland. Yeah, you could be <laughs> off to Hollywood, Karthik. Well, yeah, big dreams. And then I wake up. <laughs> Let's see. No uh, yeah, dream is too big. You should know that. The US, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but say no dreams too big, you know that, don't you? Got to go for it's it. No dreams too big, you can't dream. If you don't dream it, then you can't achieve it. Right? Exactly. If I did not dream of getting on The Apprentice or on Big Brother or writing for The Mirror or speaking on this famous podcast with you, lovely people, then I would never have gotten here. And here I am. Well, here you are. Karthik- and if I can do it, anybody else can do it as well. So your accent, your look, you know, your background, nothing matters. If Karthik, somebody like Karthik can do it. Yes, you know, I've got a sunny personality and beautiful good looks, but if I can do it, then so can you. Everyone's got a chance as good as everyone else. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, can't and, think you it... know, people like me are, are what we are, you know, we are, a, we are an inspiration to some and a freak to others. But that's what makes the world go round. Who doesn't love a freak? <laughs> Great to be go. a freak, be different. Yeah. Uh, French guy and a girl from Greece, <laughs> they make a freak, you know, but yeah, no, my parents are... No, Karthik, it's been absolutely amazing chatting <laughs> with you. you. We've loved having <laughs> you on. And we look Thank forward you to so reading your, your column every week to say your thoughts on each episode. 
thank you so much. You've been very kind. It's it's been an absolute honor, and you've brought a smile to every listener's uh, listener's face. Oh, I'm sure. you and have. I'm sure. Show, so thank you so much. I wish you all the best. You too, Carthy. So don't don't forget, in reality, is recorded every Wednesday, and we talk about all of our favourite shows that are on TV at the minute. If you've missed any episodes so far, you can find them all on iTunes and Audio Boom. Don't forget to give us a subscribe and also leave a comment. But once again, thanks so much for joining us, Carthic, and uh, we'll look forward to reading your first column tonight on the Mirror. Thank you so much. It's nice to be on a talk show and actually have something to plug. <laughs> <laughs> plug away, plug away. Cheers. Thanks, Carpic. Bye.